three, two, one. This is 321 Culture. I'm David Reinwald. I returned last night for the second concert of the season of the Pacific Symphony at Segerstrom Concert Hall. They were doing an evening of music by Schumann and Brahms and opened with this arrangement, The Black Swan, after Johannes Brahms' Intermezzo, Opus 118, Number 2, by Bright Shang, the piece you are hearing playing now. I have to say, actually, it was one of my favorite pieces in the evening. It was only a 12-minute piece, but it had the sound of a lush film score, and I'm going to let it play while I talk to you. I spent a little time before going to see this concert to learn a little bit more about the pieces and to revisit the biographies of the main two composers, Schumann and Brahms, and I can't recommend enough that if you go to any classical concert, it's great to learn about the pieces in advance. You'll have a much greater sense of appreciation for what you're hearing, and you'll learn a lot about the lives of these composers, which are often really fascinating. I'm going to take a moment at the very beginning here to tell you about a book that I picked up when I was up at the LA uh, Phil at, at Disney Concert Hall a couple of months ago. They have a lovely gift shop there, so if you're ever up there, definitely visit the gift shop in Disney Hall. The book is called Secret Lives of Great Composers, What Your Teachers Never Told You About the World's Musical Masters. This is a book by Elizabeth Lunday, and I've taken many a course on the history of music and explored many of the stories and backgrounds of our great composers, but I really, really love this book. It kind of treats it with a little bit of soap opera flair, and you'll learn so much about so many of these composers that really puts their lives on display to show that these were people living their lives just like anybody else, and they have often a very interesting path to share. The amazing thing about the selection of the two composers, Schumann and Brahms, to be put together in a program, as heard this weekend at Pacific Symphony, is that there's a lot of crossover between the two. Schumann very much would not have been the composer he was without his wife, Clara. They were married for 16 years, and Clara was the pianist who premiered his concerto in A minor, played this weekend, and she very much was a public face for him. She was just as famous and would tour around even for many, many years following his death. One story even notes that a fan approached Clara after one of the concerts and then turned second to Robert asking him if he was musical. It goes to show how well she was admired. I had, again, a great vantage point to watch the orchestra from above, and I could see the hands of the pianist David Frey the whole time, and it was lovely watching his hands just fly across the piano, and 
One thing I noticed toward the middle of the concerto was that the melody was often being played on his left hand, where the the right hand became um, the accompaniment, and there was a note made in the program notes, I believe, that talked about Schumann having lost some ability in his right in his right hand, and he relied on Clara to play out his compositions, and never before was it really clear how that impacted his compositions as I saw how uh, David Frey played that last night. David Frey was making his debut also with the Pacific Symphony. In the second half of the concert, we heard Brahms Symphony Number no. 1 in C minor, which was often talked about in its day as being Beethoven's 10th, although the composer brushed that off. It was, in fact, Robert Schumann who publicized and made Brahms into the composer that he was. Brahms really admired Schumann, and it was Schumann who wrote this amazing review of of Brahms in Schumann's own new journal for music, and brought him to a level of stardom. I don't know that either of these pieces are necessarily the best pieces that Schumann or Brahms ever wrote, but they both are incredibly enjoyable. In the first half of this concert, you will experience the romantic half, and by that I mean it is the half that is lovely, lovely melodies and a really wonderful interplay in the concerto between the soloist and the orchestra where they often go back and forth and echo each other. And the second half of this concert is also the romantic half, but here it's romantic in style, the, the romantic era, and it's, it's Brahms inheriting the Beethoven tradition and its big booming harmonies and drama, and I hope you're gonna love it all. So join them this weekend for Schumann and Brahms at Sagerstrom Hall with Pacific Symphony.